I'm Nancy. And I'm Charlotte. Welcome to Two Teachers Walk Into a Bar, where every hour is happy hour. We are a podcast by teachers and for anyone who works in education. Uh, We're just here to add a little positivity and hopefully some laughs uh, to your life. And so today we're talking about the first day of school, which we know has passed for most of you. Um, In fact, probably a lot of you began the school year in August. But every teacher has that first day of school funny story. And so true. Right. Don't you have one, Charlotte? Oh, I have more than one, unfortunately. (laughs) Well, of course, because, you know, I think with the first day of school, kids come to school and they think, I'm so nervous. I don't know what my teacher is going to be like. I don't know who else is in my class. And they forget that teachers feel the same way. And that. Yep. I don't know about you. Mm hmm. But yeah, I never, I never um, sleep the night before. I'm always like, I want to sleep so bad. <laughs> right. And kids don't sleep either. We have to remember they're, they're new to the grade level. They're fresh off summer and they are sleep deprived on that first day of school. Yeah. We think that everything yeah. will go the way we planned it, but it never does. So tell us what, what is your funny story about the first day of school, Charlotte? Oh my goodness. Well, kindergarten is a, a world of its own. Right, Nancy? Like, so when you were asking me about my first um, funny story of the first day of school, I have many, but the one year that I taught kindergarten, it was my first year teaching kindergarten, I uh, shared a classroom with a teacher, which I loved, and that was very new for me too, because even though we each had, we had a morning kindergarten and an afternoon kindergarten, So even though we had our own classrooms, it was like we were team teaching. I was there on the side when she started and her group came in. And then my kids came in the afternoon, but she was right by my side. So to be honest, I never separated. I never thought of her students not as my own. But the kids didn't realize that. They were assigned her as the main teacher. So this group of kindergartners come in and I'm kind of on the side. And this one little kid just looked scared to death and, you know, was really having a hard time following the rules and um, kept being corrected as to what he should be doing. And he kept like looking over at me uh, and, you know, and kind of like, are you seeing this? Are you watching this? Save me, lady. Like almost like I'm his, yeah, yeah. And I'm smiling and I'm encouraging. So he felt comfortable. So all of a sudden he makes a run right towards me and says, you got to get me out of this place. And I just, I mean, as if, you know, I'm going to just take him and like, let's get out of here. Like I have a getaway. But kindergarten, oh man, so many funny things oh. that we don't think of um, that they aren't prepared for, like accidents. Oh yeah. You know, they all have to bring their fresh clothes. And I remember coming, I think I came from fourth grade that year to kindergarten oh. and going, wait a second, what do you mean they bring a change of clothes to school? And <laughs> yeah, that's, there was one student that that's like sure changing enough had careers, an accident. Going from fourth to <laughs> kinder. Is. Yeah. It was, it was definitely a huge change. And, um, I, this one student had an accident on the first day of school and I sat there looking at him going, okay, here's your fresh set of clothes. Go ahead and go change. And it's okay. You know, we all make mistakes. It's an accident. And I didn't know I had to be specific and tell him you need to actually go into the bathroom to change. (laughs) So there he was full Monty in front of the entire classroom changing his clothes and I just was like wow what did I do 
<laughs> so I don't, I know Nancy, you've been in the upper grades. Have you uh, ever had the, um, the experience I'm sorry, of I'm, kindergarten teaching? I'm trying to get the five-year-old full Monty out of my head. I just, it oh, does not belong there. Yes. That is too funny. Yes. Oh my gosh. Now I no, I've never taught any grade lower than third. I've always been third, fifth, or sixth, but I did student teach in a kindergarten class. And my only funny story about that is um, there was a little boy named Stephen, and um, this was so many, this is like 28 years ago, so I feel pretty safe in saying the name Stephen. Mm -hmm. um, he was really excited because he had some family coming into town. And he said to me one day, my cousin is a baby and he's coming to see me. And I said, that's so exciting, Stephen. I am really excited for you. And he said, I said, what's his name? He said, his name is Jophus. And I, of course, knew in my head that he was trying to say Joseph, but was having a difficult time with it. And I thought it was the <laughs> so cutest cute. thing ever. So the next day I came to school and I said, now, Stephen, you told me yesterday you have a cousin coming into town. And what was his name again? And he said, oh, it's Jophus. And I, inside, I just giggled, of course. He had no idea I was laughing. Uh and the third day that I asked him to repeat this for me, he looked at me with total exasperation and he said, if you say it over and over again in your head, you won't forget Jophus, Jophus, Jophus. He, and, and there was no way I could contain myself. So it just oh, so happened so that my husband and I found a cat um, that that week, I believe. And what do you think we named it? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, his name is Jophus. <laughs> he was Joey for short. But I have a great uh, upper grade story. And actually, it's a new teacher first day of school story. My first oh. day of teaching, I was teaching sixth grade. And I came on strong because you're told, you know, come on strong. Don't let them run amok. You got to let them know who's boss. So apparently, I went rather overboard, if you will on explaining my classroom rules and that you don't leave the classroom without letting me know why you need to leave and where you're going. So I put the kids to task on some independent first day of school activity. And I was sitting at my desk and I think I was probably filling in my seating chart, which back in that day I used, I think like, a stylus and a clay tablet because <laughs> we sure didn't have, <laughs> we did not have, you know, yep. I chiseled it into my desk perhaps. Uh, yes. And pretty soon this little boy who's sitting in front of me, and again, this is sixth grade. He's been in school for several years. He turns around and he drops a note on my desk. And so I immediately read it and it says, dear Mrs. Tomei, I have thrown up in my mouth and I need to use the restroom. Is this okay? Oh, <laughs> I, I think I almost just threw up in my mouth. I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I thought, okay, everybody, let me give you a caveat oh. to the rule about not leaving the classroom. 
Oh, that poor kid. That poor kid. You know, like, <laughs> if I remember it for 28 years, I'm pretty darn sure he does too. Uh, he, yeah, yeah. Or maybe he just put it out of his <laughs> mouth. <laughs> like I, yes, yes, exactly. We had a rocky start, oh. he and I did, but but we actually um, finished the year very well together. Yeah. It, those first and day of teaching saying- stories, so, so memorable. Go ahead. Yeah, it. It, I was just saying, like, you were talking about how you come in, you know, kind of authoritative. Like, I, you know, we, I was told that too, especially back then when I was a new teacher. But it, I really think it's important, and I'm sure a lot of teachers do this now, to um, almost make the rules with your students. Yes. What do you think about that? Or have you ever done that? Because um, I'm always surprised. They almost make better classroom rules or, or more strict than I would have when we build that culture together. And what do you guys need or what do you think we should – what rules do you think we should create so that we can learn and feel safe here? And then it's on them. Absolutely. Their you know, the responsibility is. Absolutely. And it's fun sometimes, too, to um, have them in, like, put them in cooperative groups on that first day and have them create a poster that illustrates the rules that you created as a group. And you can hang them around the room. Yeah, great idea. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's fun to do stuff like that because you also then start to figure out in those small groups, even on the first day, who your natural leaders are going to be um, and and where kids are going to sort of butt heads. And I'm not calling them butt Absolutely. heads, but where they're going to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yes. I just want to clarify because people here don't know me yet. I know that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, just wait. Yeah, right. Just you wait. So <laughs> I know this sounds crazy, but every week... We're going to so every week we're going to have an episode out on Wednesday. We're going to have a listener question. And so that means that anybody in our listening audience uh, can send a question, you know, everything you wanted to know but were afraid to ask to two teachers walk into a bar at gmail.com. And that's all lowercase one word. Go ahead and ask those questions, whether you're a veteran teacher or a new teacher, you know, we'll put in whatever kind of input we have. And it might be straight up sassy reply and it might be, you know, useful. You just never know what you're going to get from us. I'm kidding. (laughs) Usually a little bit of both. We call it snarcasm in in my house. So Joanna in Montana She's no relation to Hannah in Fontana. She (laughs) teaches third grade and she wanted to know what to do with kids that tattle. And I thought it was so funny to get this question because third grade seems to be the pinnacle of tattling. Did you ever have like a procedure or process or anything that you did, Charlotte, in the classroom for kids who tattle in an unnecessary way? Oh, it's, it's, you're catching me off a week of teaching kindergarten this week. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm substitute teaching now. And so I love it because it gives, you know, I'm all over the place. I could teach sixth grade one day and then, you know, I've been in a class, kindergarten classroom all this week and tattling. Oh my goodness. What did it go on this week? And being a sub, I think it makes it a little more difficult because you do not know your students as well. And so this week, one little quick thing I just did was, you know, the whole golden rule. Mm -hmm. If, If they did that to you, how would you like to respond? And just taking the time to have them, um, you know, stop and look at the person just to take that moment of just 
stopping and talking and sharing. And um, I half the time with, at least with the primary grade, they end up being so forgiving. It's a little bit easier to do just the, but they don't have those skills. They don't know to just stop and not get so, me- they, they try and I always ask them first, did you go and ask or tell your, you know, him or her what um, the problem was? Like half the time they don't even try and um, figure it out before they come to the teacher. That's So just giving them, putting it back on them. Yeah, oddly, that's the same in the upper grade, even though they've had a few more years of experience uh, <laughs> trying to hopefully sort of compromise in those situations where they disagree and then they wind up in in a situation where they tattle. But I, I do have to tell you, there was somebody that I worked with years ago who had this solution that I don't know that it could work in a post-COVID world, to be quite honest. But back in the day when kids knew what a dial-up phone was, she had an old dial-up phone in the back of her classroom and the cord wasn't plugged into anything. And when her kids would come in to tattle after recess and lunch recess, definitely unstructured time is where the tattling, you know, is at its finest or worst, if you will. She would tell them to go pick up the phone, just tell your story into the phone, and I will listen to them after school. That way she didn't have to listen to that is any tattling. That is so brilliant and fun. <laughs> Fun for the kids, you know, they probably, yeah. they've really thought, you know, that they're doing something tangible, you know, getting on there. Yeah, they <laughs> called, so she called it the tattle phone. Go tell the tattle phone, you know, but hopefully with upper wow. graders, you I can actually that. work that out and you can discuss, you know, why don't we have time to deal with this kind of stuff in class? You're old enough to know better. How do you conflict, you know, resolve conflict, uh, exercise those resolution skills that they've all learned and we focus so much now on social emotional learning and how we treat other people it's it's critical that they that they learn how to um move past that tattling but it's it's a maturity thing and i hope that you have a um, better time of it joanna as the year goes on that they'll sort of learn as they mature that tattling doesn't get them any kind of positive reinforcement absolutely any other thoughts on that oh it just i have an eye twitch because yeah. i'm yeah yesterday i'm gonna tell <laughs> i'm telling it's all the tattling that went on i was like wow an yeah. eye twitch oh yeah we all get our physical yes. uh, <laughs> physical demonstrations of how our stress gets to us so The other thing that we're going to do every week, you might as well be uh, let in on the secret that is our weekly agenda. We're going to give you some activities to do in your classroom that take minimal preparation and really give you a lot of bang for your buck. So it's the beginning of the year. It's a great time to get to know your kids. And I know you've probably all done some icebreaker activities, but these activities can be done honestly anytime during the year. But at this time of year, it really helps you get to know your children on a different level than sort of writing an I am poem, which was, you know, an overused, overused <laughs> form of poetry. Uh, and I'm guilty myself, so I'm not pointing any fingers. Yep, me too. So, so Charlotte, what, what sort of uh, activity did you do with your primarily primary? Oh, I kind of like that. 
kids. Yeah, the, you know that that activity. I'm such a theme dork, so every year I always tried to have some kind of a big theme for my classroom, and it. I just work really well with themes, but and I get a little bit crazy. Um, you know, and let it go through everything from math to science, you know, and just that theme is just throughout the year. And so one year when I taught third grade, I, um, the theme was Charlotte's Web because that was one of our core lit books. And, um, my name being Charlotte, get it? Charlotte's Web. Oh, I get it. I get it. (laughs) And there was a bulletin board with a web and, you know, I could go on forever talking about all the different themes, but this one activity, was so, um, I, I liked it so much and got so much out of it and learned so much about the students that you actually could do it in any grade. Um, I take a basically just a ball of string and I start with one person, they hold the one end and then they throw the ball to the next kid. Like, and usually, um, even if it fell or on the floor, you just go and I would pick it up and be the one to monitor and, um, grab the string to each student and what what you would do is say it was like a name game you would say your name and then your favorite activity and then throw it to the next kid and usually I, I told him you can throw it to whoever so sometimes it would go clear across the room <laughs> and they would get so excited but what kept them in control is they had to keep holding on to their part of the web the string so it, it it's not as chaotic as it sounds because they had that part that they had to tangibly hold and then each kid had to remember the first person's name and what they loved and then repeat it and then until it got to them and then they would say their name. So like I would say, I am Charlotte and I love the beach. And then I throw the ball of uh, string to you. And then what would you say, Nancy? Like what's something oh, you love? Oh gosh, uh, I'm Nancy and I love the cure. Sorry, got to so throw then that I in would there. Have, yeah. <laughs> so then, Nancy, when it was your turn, you would have to come back to me, say that she is Charlotte. She is and Charlotte, she and she the loves the beach. And I'm Nancy, and I love the cure. Yep. Yeah. And then it would be thrown to the next one, and then they would keep repeating it, and everyone knew each other's name by the end of the day. And that's why this is really more of a first um, day of school mm-hmm. ac- activity. It takes kind of a long time to get through the classroom. Um, but luckily, this was a year I only had 20 students. Um, so that was so nice. Um, and then, but you could change to whatever question. And then by the end, you're learning about each other and you know each other. So super fun activity. And then I would explain that. Look at we're a web and we're in it together. And I would do all the analogies of a web that we we we're in this together and we have to help each other to get out. You know, it's so funny because forgive me, I, I was completely engaged with what you were saying, but my mind was drifting as teachers' minds do because I'm thinking, oh, if I did that in my classroom, sixth grade, right? Mm-hmm. You never know mm-hmm. what kind of computer skills they're coming in with. I would have them type up whatever the thing was that they reported about the person who threw the string to them and have them change the font, change the font size, change the color, change, you know, have it oh, justified idea. or right yeah. aligned or left aligned, whatever. And then you're learning about your kids and you could hang those things up on a wall too. And they can see them. Uh, I, I do, you know, going back to the whole social emotional learning thing, uh, we talk about full plates and as adults, we certainly know that that means 
and we say it all the time as teachers, I can't take one more thing. My plate is entirely full. Kids' plates are full too, but they're full of things that you and I might not even remember being stressed about as kids. And so it's a great way to give them a voice um, to share those sorts of things, not just with us, but with each other. So here's an example of what I would do. I would bring in paper plates, not the kind that's wax coated, the cheapy, cheapy kind that Mm -hmm. we used to use as kids that would always, you know, our food would spill off of it because it was so weak and absorbent. (laughs) Not unlike myself. Um, (laughs) And so I would tell the kids, I want you to think about everything that causes you stress. It might be homework. It might be sports practice. It might be an, a sick family member. It might be um, that your siblings are fighting with you. It might be that you're moving away from your friends or that your dog ran away. Lots of things that they come to school with and they don't wear these things on their shirts. So we don't know about them. Um, and of course, some kids, there might be some things that they don't want to write. So I said, think of a picture or think of something that's meaningful to you to put on your plate and their names were in the middle of the plate and then you know create some um colorful artwork and imagery that goes along with it and uh, in each section of the plate and they we would hang them on the wall and they could see oh wow yes everybody does have a full plate and then we would talk about the idea that maybe we could help each other by removing things from each other's plates like if homework is really hard for one of you maybe somebody else could come over and do homework with you that day or you know put something good on somebody's plate but anyway looking out for each other I think is key and I think we have to remember that as staff members as well and not just to people on our team but also our principals feel stress our yard supervisors feel stress our guest teachers feel stress Our cafeteria workers feel stress. Our custodians feel stress. We all do. And we're all there for the same reason. We are all there to help children grow and learn. So, yeah, we got to keep people's plates in mind. So speaking of that, and it's kind of a nice little segue, we're also going to do a weekly shout out. And it's called Hell Yeah. So this week's Hell Yeah goes out to... Amy Ackley, she took the time to write in and say that her fifth and sixth graders are absolutely killing it on response to literature, and it's only October. That is a big hell yeah to you, Amy. Hell yeah, Amy. Keep it up, girl. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. So if you have a hell hell yeah that you want to send, it can be to anybody on your school site. Please send it to two teachers walk into a bar at gmail.com and let us know in the subject line that it's a hell yeah or it's a funny story you'd like to share or it's a question that you have because those will be regular segments on each of our shows. And I think, you know, we're about ready to close this out. I can't believe it. It's our first podcast. And I know that you feel the same way I do, Charlotte, because we've talked so much about it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for spending this time with us. We really appreciate it. We know your lives are busy. We're here to share a little fun, 
a little laugh, some ideas for things you can do in your classroom. And we will post a new episode every Wednesday. You will be able to listen to it on any of the platforms that you like to use, including our own website, which is two teachers walk into a bar.com. Again, that's all lowercase and one word. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Two teachers walk into a bar with Nancy and Charlotte. And what are we doing on our next episode, Charlotte? Our next one is about how to survive staff meetings and keeping Halloween just spooky enough. Yeah, right. Not too spooky because you're going to get lots of emails (laughs) and phone calls if it's too spooky. That is for sure. Exactly. All right. And just I'm... I know I'm so thankful for all you teachers and parents that are out there keeping um, those kids happy and encouraged. And we're just here to say cheers to you educators. And we are also here to say, if you walk into a bar, raise the bar. All right. Yes. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Talk to you next week.